So the first day, just to repeat a little bit, the first day I talked about seeds. And the seeds that God has given you, that you, you, you want to put it in your heart, into the good soil of your heart, and believe for it. But I want to ask you, just as a repeat here, what seeds are you sowing that you don't want the harvest? Allow him to show you, reveal to you the seeds that you don't want the harvest from. And you can turn away from those seeds. And you can produce fruit from him by allowing his seeds to be planted in your heart. The second day, talked about God's will. Finding God's will. Believing for God's will. What God says about you, each one of you. He has a word for each one of you. When you believe for his will, you attach your faith to it. And that, that begins to create growth with the seeds. Now today, I want to put this together. So if we take the seeds that God has given to us, and we join them with God's will, you know what will happen. Guaranteed. You put seeds in the soil, and you water them, you give them sunshine. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will remain. So you put the seeds of God into the soil of your heart, they will grow. This is a guarantee. The title today comes from John 15, verses 1 through 8. So we'll get there, but we'll be reading from those verses. The message is called, From the Seed to the Fruit. From Seed to Fruit. So what is the purpose of planting? Is it just to plant? Like if we just say, okay, we're, we're just going to plant all these seeds. And look, we did such a good job. You know, everyone get a round of applause. We've been going through the, the farms around here. We saw pineapple and mango and bananas and, oh, all, all, all kinds of things. We saw coffee. We saw things growing. Those were planted by someone with a, a goal in mind. They didn't plant it just to see the, the, the thing grow up and go, oh, it's green. It was a success because the plant grew. If the plant grew and never produced fruit, what would you do with the plant? Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not producing anything. So God created each one of us to produce something. As, as we've been looking and, and driving through these areas uh with with bishop titus it's been it's been a lot of fun uh i've been i've been practicing my kenyan english but mama jamina told me not to try it today <laughs> try to pronounce things the way where the bishop says so if the owners of these farms would do all of this work and even if the fruit was beginning to grow but they never harvested it what would you say it's a waste. It's a total waste. In fact, it's a waste of the soil. It's a waste of their labor. It's a waste of the seed. If you don't take it from the seed all the way through to its purpose, it is a waste. But when you see a big harvest, you look and you say, what happened here? There, something happened. These, these, these pineapples are bigger than normal. These mangoes are bigger than normal. They're, they're more luscious. The, the juice is better. What, what happened? You start to look at it and you say, what did we do here that produced such a good harvest? Or you may look at 
someone next door and you say, how do they have such a good harvest? My, my mangoes are really small. They're not, you know, or, you know, something's happening that isn't producing a good harvest in my life or in my farm. You want to know, what are they doing? Look around you. Are you an example of good fruit to those around you? See, good, luscious, God-given fruit should be attractive to people around us. Now, I want to give you the key to harvest in your life. I want to give you the key to bearing much fruit. This is how we bear much fruit. Let's read John 15. Actually, I'm just going to read verse 1 to start with. He says, and this is Jesus talking, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. So who is is the vine dresser? God the Father. So that makes him the gardener. The gardener. Oh, do you remember talking about the garden? Day one. The Garden of Eden. Who created it? The gardener himself created this entire plan. Now, if God the Father is the gardener, do you think he cares for the fruit? Do you think he cares for the plants? <laughs> He's more tender, more caring than anyone we've ever seen. It was his idea from the beginning. It's not just your idea to, I need to, or your effort alone to say, I need to produce fruit. Trust the gardener. He will prune. He will help you. He'll prop up the branches and help them to grow. Now let's read. Uh, Verse 2 on. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. We'll come back to that. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them up and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. These are wonderful promises. By this my Father is glorified, that you may bear much fruit, and so you will be my disciples. Wow. These verses have amazing promise in them. Do you think Jesus was giving the key to bearing fruit? Isn't it simple, the way he describes it? If you abide in me and I in you. Did he say, now if if you meet all of these things, these other requirements, If you try to do all these other things, no. He said, if you abide in me. But I want to say something. This still comes down to your choice. You choose. Do you remember E plus R equals O? The event in your life plus your response equals the outcome in your life. If you don't like the outcome, don't look at the event. Look at your response. See, the choice of abiding is not his to make. He has opened himself up to you to abide in him. 
This is the pursuit of a relationship with the living God of the garden. The living God of the garden. He wants to have a relationship with you. So if you have not been born again, I want to make an invitation at the end of this. If you've not been born again, there will be an invitation for you to respond to this. But you must decide. No one can decide for you. Your father and mother cannot decide for you. Your friends cannot decide for you. It is your choice alone. You see, God's blessings, his promises, and his will are not automatic in your life. Do you know that? His promises, his blessings, his will, they're not automatic, but they are guaranteed if you will do it his way. Is that amazing? He has guaranteed that his promises are always true. They are yes and amen. If you will do it God's way. When I look at bearing fruit, my heart immediately goes to the fruit of the Spirit because I was saying, well, God, what is the fruit? What is the fruit? And I looked, as I was looking at it, he said, just read this list. You don't have to read the, the, the whole verses, just read the list. And I'm going to read them slowly. Think of how this applies in your life. This is in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, if you want to look them up later. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, think of your life. Do you have these in your life? When, is there, are, there, are there parts of this that are missing? When you look at this, you say, well, I have some of this, I have a little of that, I have none of that. What is your fruit? Judge your fruit according to what it truly is. Be honest. See, being honest with your fruit is called repentance. When you're willing to have repentance and humility and surrender, that is what begins to connect you to the vine. That is doing it God's way. With this list, I was thinking of a branch on the vine and thinking, okay, how does this branch bear fruit? The, the branch is connected. Does it just, does it, you know, try to like suck water from a straw to draw from the vine? Does it, does it squeeze? Does it, I'm going to push this fruit out. How does the mango tree produce the, the mango? It opens itself up as a conduit. It allows the sap, it allows the, the nutrients from the soil to flow through without restricting them. See, that, that is what, when we think of the cares of life, the cares of life and our own efforts actually shut down the flow for God to be able to produce fruit. When we open ourselves up, this is through surrender, through humility, and through repentance. When we allow God to do his work in our lives, he is able to flow through us. See, the fruit of the Spirit is something that has already been put inside of you. If you say, well, okay, it's, you can say love, joy, peace. Uh, maybe I have some of that. I want to tell you, You've already got it. Because if you have the Spirit of God in you, you have all of Him. If you're lacking, 
That means he is lacking. And I can guarantee you, God is not lacking. So think of this. It does not require effort on our part. It requires opening up to him. Now, this is where I would say, if, if anyone, at the end, we're going to give, I'm going to give an invitation for someone who has not been born again. If anyone has not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to invite you as well. See, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is like taking a branch that's been created. If you've not been born again, when you become born again, your spirit is created as a conduit, an opening. Being baptized in the Holy Spirit, filled with him, is plugging into the vine. It's allowing the, the eternal life source, the life force of God, to flow through you. And that's why it comes out in, other, in ways, speaking in tongues or in other things, it comes through you as a conduit when you surrender to him. There will be a third group that I invite to come forward. If anyone has been disconnected, maybe you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you have, but you've, you've found yourself being cut off by cares of this world, by things, maybe by addictions and other things. You found yourself turning away and not abiding in the vine. If you want to reconnect to the vine, I'm going to invite you to come forward at the end. So, if you need patience, how do you get it? How do you get it? You say, my kids always try my patience. <laughs> I don't know how many here have children, but children can try your patience. I have five children, by the way, if, no one, if, if you missed the, the earlier session. My children, at times, have definitely tried my patience. They've tried my love. They've tried my kindness. Let me think. I could probably go through the list. They've tried my gentleness, my self-control. Okay, so children are a good way to test this out. What about coworkers? What about your spouse? What about your friends? What about yourself? Have you challenged the very fruits of the Spirit inside yourself? by your own actions. So let's say, okay, I need more kindness. I need more kindness. Here's what you do. Instead of saying, I will try to be kind, okay? You will not do it by effort. You say, you stop. First of all, stop. And you say, God, I surrender to you. Now here's the key. Thank you that you have placed all of your kindness inside of me. And I've already got it. I have everything. I have all of you. <laughs> I am kind because of you. And the kindness will come out of you. If you need patience, you don't try to be more patient. You say, thank you, God, that you have given me all of your patience. I have all of you. <laughs> I have all of your patience. And open your eyes and patience will come out. You will be patient. What about self-control? If there's an addiction or there's something that you say, why do I keep doing that? You'd get angry and you say, ah, I'm going to try harder. It will not work. I've tried it. It does not work. You surrender. You say, Lord, I do not. I, I'm standing here and I have not been able to do this on my own. And you stop and you say, Lord, thank you that you have put all of your self-control inside of me. I already have it. I've got all of you. I 
have God's self-control. And you will open your eyes and you will have the self-control. I'm telling you, if you try this, it will work. I promise you. I am learning to live in this way. Live daily for the fruits of the Spirit. Watching them grow. See, as you begin to do this, believing that you already have it, this is the key. So much of our lives, so much, so many teachings that we've heard have said, oh, try harder, get the fruit of the Spirit, do these things. No, it will not work. Believe that you already have it. This is where you believe the fruit or the, the seed that God has put in your heart and it will produce the fruit of the Spirit because you have His Spirit. See, this is Him producing His fruit through you. This is the vine producing the fruit of the vine through the branch. See, if it was the branch was on its own, it would not produce fruit. But when the vine is connected into the branch, the vine sends its, its life source and produces through the branch. We are just conduits. Don't forget the heart of the Father. The farmer cares for his branches. The gardener cares for his garden. He cares for you as the branch. He cares for every one of you. And he looks at you and you say, I'm not worthy. I don't have enough. I don't have the fruit. He says, hold on. Oh, but you do have the fruit because I am in you and I have promised to never leave you or forsake you. See, he will not leave you. He will respond as soon as you surrender to him and you say, Lord, I am allowing your word, which tells me that I have you and I have your life's source in me. I respond by faith and I believe. I believe. It will begin to draw source, life source from him as soon as you believe. When you begin to produce fruit, at first it will be small. You will say, oh, I have a little patience. Like you say, uh, you, you try, you say, you say, oh, I'm going to try again. And then you stop, you say, that didn't work. Do it again. Lord Jesus, thank you that I have all of you and I have 100% of your patience, you, that you are producing this fruit in my life and it will begin to grow more. And as it grows, those around you will say, wow, she has become very patient. What's happening? Wow, he, he, he is not the same man that he used to be. What is happening? And they will begin to see your harvest. You know what happens when your harvest begins to be visible to those around you? It inspires others to do the same. See, when you play small and you say, well, I don't want anyone to see how, how good I, I, you know, I, I just, I don't, I don't need to do. No, your playing small does not serve the world. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. See, this is about shining. This is about producing the heart of the Father to those who have never known him. As you allow, allow the fruit to grow and, and to be so visible, others can come and actually pluck the fruit. They can go, I want to know what happened in your life. They come to you and they say, explain to me. Instead of just seeing your, your harvest at a distance, they'll come to you and they say, I don't have what you have. I need what you have. And you can lead them into becoming connected to the vine 
and producing their own fruit. Remember, abide in the vine. This is not about effort. Abide in the vine. Receive his love. Love him. Receive his love. Love him. Receive his love. In the same way that a vine is connected through the branch to the fruit, God's life source wants to connect through you. So as I give the invitation, I want you to remember, this invitation is not a command from him to say, you must do this. This is a gardener coming to you and saying, let me prune you. Let me take you from the place you are to the place you'd love to be. You've been trying it on your own. You've been, you've been giving your own efforts. Maybe this, you, there's worldly wisdom. There's things you've learned and you go, well, this works. If you need love in your life and you're going after a relationship, you won't find the love you're looking for by the relationship. Find the love that you get from him and that will prepare you for a relationship. If you need other things, you're, you're, you go after other things by your effort. Stop all of your efforts and come to him and to sur uh, surrender to him.